Make it look easy with Sportsbet. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. And we are underway with the Sydney Swans versus the Melbourne from Rainbow Bay to Rainbow Beach to the Switch and everything in between. I'm going to have fun and you're going to have fun. Have fun, guys. Go and have fun now. Your new local. You can love this place. It's the Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo. Happy Monday, podcast family. Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo. We've all decided we'd come back for another week. Uh, and what a weekend it was. I mean, I'm a little bit broker. Well, what happened? <laughs> I went shopping. I don't really go on shopping. Because you did your wardrobe yeah. clean out. I worked with a stylist and did uh, a full clear out of my wardrobe mm. because the typical problem, so many clothes, nothing to wear. I have wardrobes full of everything that I've bought over my time. Yep. Either don't fit, don't look good, whatever. So I had to donate and my cupboard was empty. Right. So I had to refill it. So I went shopping today. It fills me with so much anxiety with the amount of money I spent. Sometimes I feel mm. like it makes me a little bit sick. I did spend about two grand, a little bit over. But my wardrobe is stacked. How many outfits you reckon you're rolling? I reckon I could, with the combinations, mm. I could make sixty outfits. Bang! Yeah, and you, that's actually that money. is epic. Yeah, that is epic. And do you feel good about yourself? I feel great. Yeah, I've probably got. I probably bought about basics. I probably bought about ten or twelve tops. I bought you like matching about forty sets. bucks an outfit. There. Yeah, it's fine. So justify it to myself. But mm-hmm. yeah, but now my wardrobe's good. I feel good. I'm going to look good. So I'm happy. Look good, feel good. That's right. Say that to myself every morning in the mirror naked. De- <laughs> I didn't I need that, but I anyway. don't, and I think that's inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, God. Yeah. It's a bleach it's, my it's eyes. It's actually not a mirror. It's a window. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you say it to the tradies every day, don't you? Good on you. <laughs> Dobbo, that we need to get to your weekend though. Yeah, yours is way more. As exciting. we discovered on the weekend, you were off to a little function that wasn't nearby, and you were taking a very special mode of transport. Well, I went in a plane. It's not that special. Most most mm. of us go on planes. That mode of plane is mm. very special. Yeah, it was it's a small little private little plane. Private plane. Ah, there's the key word. Yeah, private, private plane. Private yeah. plane. Got us there. Yeah, back. Went out to Tambo for the weekend. Right. It was a great night. Was Mitch Tambo there? No. <laughs> he should have been. <laughs> he should have been. What, uh, what, what was the experience like being on a private plane? Well, it's not the first one I've been on, no. so but it was all right. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. good. good. What people. food do you get? No, we took our own. We just took oh. we took a box of beer. I, Eski. When you get on a helicopter, they position you. Weight distribution. Okay. I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> uh, you, no, funny you brought this up. I, I was first on the plane. I went to the back. There was a lot of people there who, um, there was a couple of anxious ladies who were on the plane. Sure. They don't like flying on a small plane. This is a 12-seater. It's a 12-seater. So, you know, um, they said, <laughs> uh, lightest at the back. So I moved up the front. Yeah, 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 yeah that yeah, was yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah, we had yeah. two. Uh, David Littleproud's wife yeah. was at the back. Right. Uh, Craig Price, Stephanie, she yeah. was at the back. But they were both at the back. So you got to sit up the front? I didn't sit at the very front. Oh. Mate of mine, I just sat with. David and a few, few yeah. Up. yeah, on the wing, exactly where I said oh, on the wing. You. That was good. Uh, see, I wouldn't be able to resist myself from doing something stupid in a small space like that. You know how when you get in the lifts and then people want to jump? Jump. I'd, I'd find myself doing something. Oh, we were yeah. bouncing around enough. We didn't need every, it oh, was really? a lot of thermal Bumpy. thermal air. Yeah, it was mm. a little rough going Ooh. up and a little rough coming oh, down. I don't like those. For some reason when he said thermal air, I meant I, my nah, head went to he's farting in the blood. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Made it a lot lighter. Hot air rises. <laughs>
Very, very exciting lifestyle moment or life moment for me. Uh, I've actually finished university. So, hooray! I submitted my last assignment yesterday. I had to do a video uh, self-reflection, but that is four years of hard work. 2019, I started right before COVID. I started my psychology degree. I did do it in 2014, a very long time ago, but I picked it up again. And so to continue on and to do third year statistics, to do all of that and to be finished, I have never felt relief quite like it. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm really proud. We have seen it firsthand in here and those for those who we we, we said just the stress and and, and it's been quite unbelievable. Liesl Jones, four-time Olympian, three-time gold medalist, radio broadcaster, You've had this side hustle going on in the sense that you've been becoming and studying psychology, which has just been like kudos, hats off to you because yeah. uh, it has taken a lot. It's it's I been could have very picked taxing. An easier course, yes, yeah. I certainly could Why have. Why didn't you um, just do an arts degree? I mate? probably could have, but then I'd have to be a slash barista yeah. because if you have an arts degree, you have to That's be a barista. That's what you you know. So many things. How happen. do you? You said you feel proud. You're proud of yourself. Yeah. But is that how do you feel now after all this time and it being done? I'm just glad it's done, and I'm glad I stuck it out because so many people give up halfway through when it gets yeah. really hard, and some of the exams were extremely stressful. Remember last year I had an Pneumonia yes. when I was finishing off my exams because it was just so much on. So, yeah, just really proud to finish it now. Well and um, I'm not going to do honours next year. I just think it's going to be too much of an ask. So what are you? Do we have to call you Dr. Jones? No, I need to do my PhD to okay. do it, and that will be eight years of slot. So, so I don't think you'd put up with me for eight years. What, to do, eight years to of studying to, to be a doctor. To yep. be a, a psychologist. A doctor in psychology. Yeah, it's very hard Yuck. work. So I won't be doing that. Okay. Um, even if I do my master's program, I won't be a doctor. So you've got, now you have, or you the, once the graduation is official, you will have a? A Bachelor of Psych Science is what I right. will finish with. So, so it's can still we come and full, see you? No, I oh. still can't do that. I'm not even a counsellor. <laughs> it's actually a bit <laughs> of a use. Mate, you counsel me on many occasions. You do a pretty good You're job. You're a PhD, yeah. Dobbo. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's very <laughs> challenging uh, in that you do all that work. <laughs> you should just walk him into the uni lecturer room and go, here, give this, me a doctorate. This is my friend Ben Dobbin. <laughs> May you study him forever and write about him in your books. Four years ago, he was worse. <laughs> Look at what improved. I have created. I go. Aren't we so proud? But you, are, as Dobbo mentioned, four-time Olympian, now mm. slash four-time Olympian slash Bachelor of Psych Science. So it's a great slash. It is a very nice slash. It's kind of like Zoolander, you know, the slashy award. You're model slash actor. I'm a slashy. You're an Olympian slash... Psychology scientist. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah sure. You want a slashy Dobby? Dobby. Dobby? The well, I would say that I am a cattle auctioneer meat wholesaler yeah. slash NRL commentator radio broadcaster. Yes. You're a slashy. You're a slashy lead. I'm a slashy. I'm a uh, radio broadcaster slash... Podcast host slash dad Be- slash slash beach volleyball internationally accredited oh, official. Oh, that's exactly right. I'd forgotten I forgot about the accredited. I am, I am a qualified beach volleyball, FIVB beach volleyball umpire. Didn't you represent Vanuatu in cricket? cricket? Yeah. yeah. I really took advantage of that tiny ant nation. Yeah. Yeah. I really used them. But look, let's celebrate slashies. We were all, everyone's got, a, you know, a couple of different sides to their personality. Their job isn't all there well, are. The best one is one of the producers in this station, Alex, who is actually a qualified podiatrist and is oh, now yeah. slash radio nah, producer. Sla- radio producer. That's it. Yeah, what like, a combo. There you yeah. go. We've got a podiatrist slash radio producer. We've got an Olympian slash psychologist. We've got a cattle auctioneer slash 
NRL commentator slash where where do I stop Dobbo? I can go on for days. One triple three five three. Are you a slashy? Talk us through your slashy. And look, we're looking the further apart, the better. We've got a psychologist <laughs> slash Olympian here. We've got a podiatrist slash radio bro- uh, producer uh, on staff. One triple three five three. We want to know if you're a slashy. Give us a call. Triple M. Aaron and Thornlands. Good afternoon. Yeah, good day. How are you going? Good. Are you a slashy? Yeah, yeah. Um, 20 years ago, I was a soldier in the Australian Army. Yep. And just recently, I'm studying to become a Buddhist monk. Wow. <laughs> what? That is polar opposites. Absolutely, yeah. Well, the same thing happens, though. You've got to shave your head to do both of them. So <laughs> <laughs> That actually works. So, so a Buddhist monk in a lot of... I love that. Aaron, so will you take the, like... The sil- a lot of monks are silent. Is that is that what, like I see Buddhist monks and they don't talk and they, they spend a lot of time. Is that where you're heading? That is. That's one of the possible paths. So that's a Vipassana practice, which um, not talking for oh, weeks on end, except when you're sort of doing the, the teachings. Um, no, I was looking at becoming a meditation teacher. So I love that. Um, just teaching other people how to meditate and. I'd and live the best life they can. Aaron, you should, if only you could have seen Dobbo's face at the prospect of being silent for an <laughs> extended period of time. Even five minutes. Hey, Aaron, <laughs> mate, that is awesome. That is an incredible slashy. We are going to send you along to uh, the Supercars Boost Mobile Gold Coast 500 this weekend. You're joking. No, oh, that's wow. an, uh, you've, kicked the, you've kicked the week off on a ripping note there, mate. So we're sending Holy you along. Crap. Oh wow! Well, hold on, you can't you don't can't be swearing if you're a Buddhist monk. You've got to clean it up, mate. Uh, this weekend, nonstop entertainment, October twenty seventh to the 29th. You can book now at Ticketek. Uh, Daniel from Zilmere, what's slashy? Tell us, mate. Change in life, yeah, career. Slashy. Well, there's a couple though. There's so digital marketing is sort of the day job, and then uh, external to that, we I import some vintage Japanese cards from Japan and, and sell them over here in Oz. What like? Um, like sports cards, like basketball cards. No cars. Uh, oh, cards. Oh, cars. Pokemon. Oh, Pokemon, Pokemon cards. Yeah. Collectibles. Collectibles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there yeah. a market for a? Is there a market for a Pokemon card? Pokemon, yeah. There's a huge market, Dobbo. It's biggest, biggest, uh, biggest in the world. Come on, explain. Let's. I'm fascinated by these. Well, you got, so, you got to catch them all. So what? You, <laughs> but, you got to catch you, them all. So what's a what's a what's a card worth? Like ballpark. Thousands. Well, they can go at a dollar, or they can go for five, ten grand. Uh, some of the most expensive ones are millions, but uh, yeah, the standard market is that'd be is, that'd know, be a Pikachu, the, wouldn't it, Dan? Yeah, big piece of string. It is a Pikachu. Yeah, the yeah, Illustrator is yeah. uh, five mil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. wow, that's impressive. I'd love to get into card importing if there's money in that. We already started that. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Richard and Newbeth, good afternoon. Good afternoon, how are you? Good, are you a slashy? I am. When I left school, I trained as an electrician, and now I'm a registered paediatric nurse. Oh, that's great. I love that there's a male paediatric nurse. That's yeah, the first so thing. That's a very, very different profession. Like, how did you go from, from being a sparky from to becoming a nurse? To toddlers. Yeah. Yeah, I just didn't like being a lucky. Yeah, yeah, fair yeah, enough. Makes sense. Makes oh, I can sense. understand it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the call, Richard. I love that. Andrew from Corumban, what's your slashy, mate? You know, mate, uh, long, uh, long story, but I've got a PhD in laser physics and then I went back to, uh, came back from the US after working over there for a while and uh, got my teaching degree and so I could teach at TAFE. And uh, just, a, well, what was that, two weeks ago, I got my forklift license. Oh, 
That's brilliant. Actually, we need more forklift drivers, don't we? You've got a PhD <laughs> in laser physics, and now you're driving a forklift. Well, so I work for a startup company now, and yep. so it's a pretty small company, yep. and so someone's got to drive the forklift. So I drew the short straw. <laughs> oh, I, I love, love that, that attitude. Yeah, yeah. That's great. you can do anything in the business. A, yeah. anything in the startup. That's it, mate. Driving a forklift <laughs> would be fun. I also love the idea that they've turned up there like first day at this startup and gone, right, we need to move everything from over there to there. Does anyone know how to drive that thing? <laughs> yeah. And Andrew's gone, no. no, but I'm a doctor, so give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, I had one of these moments. It's just a real revelation. Mm. Not even a revelation. I was told this. This blew my mind. The Langham. Now, I've never been fortunate enough to stay at the Lovely Langham. Lovely hotel. Incredible. I don't think I've stayed there either. Beautiful. I hear nothing but amazing things about it. I have been told by an insider why at the Langham Seafood Buffet, which is reportedly incredible. Mm. I've never been there myself. But I have been told why you can no longer get lobster tails at the oh, buffet. They don't stock lobster. They do not. The, my sources tell me mm. you cannot... Have lobster tails at the Langham Seafood Buffet. Well, what's a seafood buffet without lobster, anyway? Well, and I no, I now know why. Reportedly, allegedly, <laughs> I have to protect my sources on this story. The Langham no longer serves lobster tails at the buffet yeah. because not too long ago, a gentleman went to the buffet and proceeded to devour 11 of them. <laughs> <laughs> 11 lobster tails? And the Langham said... Okay, You've we're going to stop. We're going to stop making so ballpark lobster tails. Two of them, I reckon, roughly about a hundred dollars. Yeah, about a hundred right. bucks as a lobster <gasps> tail, like for two of them. So he's given himself a good gouging, yeah. and they've made no money on it's it. Six or seven hundred dollars. The house of always wins. Not on this card. No, no. Right. he has gone in with a mission to make the most <laughs> of his buffet and make force them into changing the rules. That ruined it for everybody else. Exactly, Lisa. Like you, who obviously wanted I, a lobster I, tail. I love the idea of getting it, and I still will go to the Langham Seafood Buffet at some point once mm. I've saved my pennies for it because I don't think it's cheap, but it's worth what's while. Do they do Morton Bay Bugs? Because that's a nice alternative. I don't alternative. know. I, don't I think know. they're better, but, but anyway. I can, only, I can only guess that if this bloke's gone in there and polished off 11 lobster tails, oh. he's also gone to town on things like prawns and he's, oysters. He's, he's probably done a number on them. Mm. See... Oh, when you go to a buffet, the purpose of a buffet is to try and beat the house. Like, yeah. you know, like I'm being genuine. Yeah. Like, so the, the price, you pay a price. Now, you don't want to under eat, or other, there's no joy in a there's buffet. There's no benefit to that. Now, many moons ago, there was a phenomenal buffet, seafood buffet at the top of the range called Weiss's, right? It was Weiss's, and it was a seafood one there. And I went there one day on a mission. I was hungry as hungry. I'd been in the bush for a while, and I got back to Toowoomba. They had these beautiful Sydney rock oysters there. Oh, yum. And I proceeded to try and beat the house with the rock oysters. Mm. And How'd you go? What I was the did, house? Yeah, well, did in excess of 36. <gasps> so if you work three dozen. Like, yeah, three dozen, you know, at normally about 30 bucks a dozen, mm. 24 a dozen. Sure. You know, like I beat the house. It was 48 bucks. So I was, I was like, you know what? Anything after that, she's a bonus. Like the crab legs, <laughs> the prawns, anything like that. And they're now no longer there. Oh. No longer <laughs> you ruined it for no, everyone. No, 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 because people beat the house. People go up the Pizza Hut, 
God bless. Oh. They were the greatest. Oh. All you could eat pizza. Tuesday heart. nights. Tuesday night, all you could eat. Mm. Wasn't the soft serve my, that made them broke. Mate. My, well, the one that used to be at Kira, where Siblings is now, my brother-in-law and his best mate went in there one night to have a contest between the two of them. And, yeah. and you know, I think they gave it a nudge of 26 pieces each plus. Yeah. Proceeded to oh. walk out and just throw up everywhere. Yeah. Oh, what's that? They beat the house. The they beat the house. That's the point. They beat the house. Yeah, but if you throw up, you don't beat the house. Well, you do. Some of it stays down. Not all <laughs> of it comes back up. You get all a right. little bit of a warning. Look, clearly, clearly, like this gentleman that knocked off 11 lobster tails, like Dobbo with the oysters, like my brother-in-law with the pizza, there are people that take the attitude at a buffet to try and win. They take the pee. One triple three five three. Are you a member of this group? You're all you can eat world champions. What did you knock off? What? How many? We want to know about it. One triple three five three. Where did you go for a feed? All you can eat style. And how many did you put away? Give us a call. Sugar Ray, Triple M, good times, greatest hits. Triple M's Rush Hour with Lisa Jones, Liam, and Dobbo. I learnt yesterday that the Langham Seafood Buffet does not have lobster tails because. A gentleman walked in, decided to try and beat the house, and ate 11 of them. And yeah. they said, we're taking them off. Well, he beat the house, and that's what they do. They yep. count. They reacted to that. Then everyone else suffers. Exactly. Well, well one, yeah. triple, three, five, three. Now we want to celebrate overindulgence. Michael Mermaid Beach, when have you beaten the house, mate? <laughs> mate, many years ago, we were in Vegas for a trade show. Yep. And it was $40 all you could eat and, and drink as well. Oh. And so we had everything we had to eat. And we were just talking into the beers big time because there was five Aussies. <laughs> and in the end, we had a tray full of empty glasses. And I went up to the guy and I said, we'll have a couple more beers, mate. <laughs> and he said, no, you won't. And I said, yeah, mate. And he said, no, I've had enough of you Aussies. You're just <laughs> making a mockery of it. And I said, mate, it's $40 all you can eat and all you can drink. We've had everything we can eat. We haven't finished everything we could drink yet. And in the end, he, he wouldn't let us, uh, he wouldn't serve us any. He gave us one more lot round and that was it. And we had to leave. And I, I asked the management the next day and I said, you know, is that, did he have the right to kick us out? And they said, was that the gentleman who had the oxygen bottle? And I said, yeah, that was him. They said, can you put in a complaint? We've been trying to get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's actually handy. Worked love out it. well. I love that, Mick. Thanks for the call. And Jason from Redland Bay, good afternoon. How you going, guys? Did you try and beat the house? Yeah, we did. We uh, went to, it was a, back in the day, all you could eat at Pizza Hut. Oh, and I went days. with the two, yeah, that good days. I uh, went with uh, two uh, work colleagues and they were probably a little bit bigger than me. And they're like, oh, mate, Jason, we can out eat you. And I said, oh, okay, let's see, let's see. So we got up to twelve large pizzas between the three of us, Jesus. and they uh, they come they cut us off. Said that we'd uh, out eaten our quota, and we're like, "Come on, that's all you can eat." And they go, "No, we're not giving you any more pizzas." So we we never knew who who was going to win between the three of us, but we knocked four down each. So it was pretty good going. Thank you, Jay. Thanks. It comes with a caveat, you know, like you, you actually um, you actually they say it's all you can eat, but. It, if you go there's too a hard, limit. There, there's, yeah. a, there's a reason Sizzler doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it went out of business. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the mm. salad bar. Uh, Jerry Shaler Park. <laughs> hey, the salad bar wasn't the reason. No. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jerry at Shaler Park, good afternoon. Have you beaten the house? What's your record, mate? Good afternoon, guys. Great show. Oh, thanks, Mate, yes. mate you brought me back uh, memories of the Weeses yeah. at uh, Toowoomba. Toowoomba, how good. Uh, mate, six dozen oysters. I was that, <laughs> I was that embarrassed. That uh, I got a maid at the table to go and get me the last dozen. 
It was a good joint, wasn't it? At the top of the range, it was a cracking joint. It like was, it, was it, was. it was, it was proper flat. For those not, for those not as quick on maths, that's seventy-two, 72. individual slimy ones. <laughs> I love wow. that. I love it. And you, you should have been proud, mate, to go and get that last tray of them, you know, like seriously. No. Je- Jez, you, my, one of my first jobs was working in a in a bar in Adelaide and it was an oyster bar mm-hmm. and they had the honour roll, right? Yeah. So Dobber, you would have made it at, in the three dozen club. Yeah. Jez would have been there in the six dozen club. The record, and I was there the day this was set, was 13 dozen oysters. Stop that. 156 oysters. That gentleman proceeded to walk straight across the park and throw them all. (laughs) Oh, what a waste. Mm. Colin and you, Beef, good afternoon. Hey, how are you? Did you try and beat the house? I did. A few times I'd go back uh, at the end of the year, like once a year, just to celebrate the year's work. And... um, 72 Morton Bay bug halves, so 36 whole ones at Jupiter's Casino when they did that. They'd bring them out on a, on the ice platter and I, I'd load a plate with like 10 halves and like keep going back. And you had... Oh, I feel ill. Service lasted for like five hours and they didn't kick you out. And um, yeah, yeah, but it's I, shut down I, now, isn't it, Cole? Well, it's been remodelled, yeah. It, <laughs> they, they, they remodelled it when they did the Commonwealth Games and it, they changed it to say they don't do it anymore. Yeah. Oh, funny well, that. I, I, think, I think I hit my quota. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You did. Colin's the reason there's now a fishing restriction <laughs> yeah. on Morton Bay Bugs tripling. Now, if you're a UFC fan, you know exactly who Alex Volkanovsky is. He's uh, He is one of Australia's greatest athletes. I believe he's the current uh, featherweight UFC champion and one of their best ever. If you're not familiar with the sport of UFC or you don't follow it too closely, you might not be overly familiar with Alex you've as a fighter. You've just got to see him on the billboard. He's on the billboards he's everywhere. everywhere. He's everywhere. And yesterday, over the weekend, he suffered a heavy defeat uh, again, fighting for the lightweight title. So he's gone up in a weight division. Most people understand what that means. But he fought against uh, Islam Makhaev, who is a beast. He's an incredible fighter. They fought in Abu Dhabi. They'd already fought once in Australia earlier this year. And Volk just lost that fight on a judge's decision. Yesterday, though, sadly, he suffered a, a really heavy first-round knockout. But he took this fight, what people might not be aware of, he took this fight on 11 days' notice because the, in, the intended opponent suffered an injury during training and basically Volkanovski has stepped up to help out the UFC and taken this fight on 11 days' notice. If there's one thing UFC doesn't like, is under-preparing. <laughs> that, you can, and, it, and that's what he said. He's like, it's you can't under-prepare. You can't go in on a short lead-up and he fight got smoked. a guy like this. You just can't do he it. He got smoked. But, the, and it doesn't take away from what he's achieved at Featherweight. He's still the champion. He still holds that belt. But I just wanted to play this audio. This is Volkanovsky speaking to the media in after the fight. Um, and he's got, you know, he's pretty banged up from the fight itself. But this is him speaking really honestly about where he's at. I just uh, do my head in. You know what I mean? Uh, I needed a fight. And then uh, this opportunity come up. And I'll be honest, I wasn't uh, trained as much as I should have. But I thought... I had to, you know, I had to, I had to do it. I had to take take it. I thought it'd be, um, you know, I'm telling myself it's meant to be. Obviously, uh, I was struggling a little bit, not fighting, doing my head in. I don't know how. Everything's fine. I've got a beautiful family. I think you just need to keep busy. So that's why, uh, I, you know, I just ask uh, the UFC to, you know, just keep me busy. And when I heard that, Liesl, I immediately 
just thought of you and the mm. thought about that elite athlete mentality. What you don't hear also in that audio is him choking up. He really struggled actually to get those words out and really admit to the media about how he was genuinely feeling and talking mm. about not having a fight on the cards, not having anything in the future to look forward to, maybe sitting with his own thoughts for mm. a little while. It's really challenging. And going through 2008, I felt a little bit that as well because I had achieved what I wanted and was considering retiring and then thought, but if I'm not swimming, who the hell am I? Am I? What do I do? I had no identity out of it. And I yeah. feel like I'm making a very big assumption sure. not knowing Volk at all. Um, but just feeling like UFC is probably everything. It's his waking moments. It's his training. It's a focus. It's something to work towards. And when you don't have that, it's very hard because you've got to sit around a lot of the time and you might love your family and have very supportive, but have sometimes, everything, but yeah, yeah, it can be. And I feel like probably military is a little bit the same when you come out of the military, you're surrounded by your best mates all the time. You have a great focus. You have, um, things you want to achieve and a lot of support around you when you don't have mm. that anymore. It's really hard. Yeah. It's an interesting scenario because if you look at that bloke and watch what he's achieved you would say he's one of the toughest people I've ever seen mm. but he still goes through the same doubts mm. yep. same insecurities the same unknown and it and, and athletes have it it's it, there's a really a long history of blokes who've retired who just lost for a couple of years who haven't and look thank god in different sports there's now some pathways and they're preparing people for life up to mm. But I actually genuinely saw that and was like, wow. Yeah. Like, yeah, wow. It was that, moving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That whole UFC community reacted like that again because Volkanovsky, and if you don't follow the sport closely, he is, he is energy. He is vibrancy. Yeah. He is, he speaks and there's, there's always a smile on his face when he's ahead of fights, after fights. There's just an energy and a positivity about him. And, to and see a great him, athlete. And an incredible athlete. But to see him like that, I think it shook a lot of mm. the, the fans of the sport and the fans of his to think that that's what this guy who seemingly at the top of the mountain is going through. Yeah. And it does hit home that, you know, th th this whole, I think we're in such a better place as a community around this sort of stuff with mental health. But it reminds you this, it does not discriminate. No. It and it can be... a big fighting man or it can be your average Joe, yep. just someone going to work on the that's site. That's right. It's a real struggle. So I'm really proud that he was able yeah. to speak like that. Yeah. And I think it's very brave to be able to say, because you are helping so many people. Yeah. He probably doesn't realize just how no. much he's helped some people admit to totally. what they might be going through as well. Yeah. So, and again, if you are, if you're going through something at the moment, Lifeline 13 11 14 is the best people you can call on this one. Uh, and, and again, we encourage people not just during, you know, special times of the week or when there's things like Movember going on, reach out to a mate. Yeah. If you think someone might need a bit of a talk, reach out, ask the question how they're doing. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, um, that I am going on the trip of a lifetime mm. with three of my close friends who I went to boarding school with um, and that we – what was going to be a three-day trip to the U.S. has now turned into a 10-day celebration. Um, <laughs> watching Garth Brooks, National Finals Radio, lots of golf, Cleveland Browns, Lakers. You too? You too. You too. You too at the Sphere. Yeah, it, this was meant to be a solo three-day trip for you to go and watch your football team. Yeah, December 3 in L.A., Amity gave me the leave pass to go there. It's then growing out. It's blowing out. It's a 10-day trip. Now you're recreating the Hangover movie. Well, I thought it was going Which down that road. Which one would Dobbo be? Oh, come on, oh. Alan. <laughs> Alan. <laughs> you knew exactly where that was going, Jones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've got a drama. And it, 
Oh, we knew that there was a problem. So the three, I'm not going to name the three blokes um, that I'm going with, but they are, you know one of them, you guys know yes. one of them, and two others are from Sydney. And the two from Sydney were going off to a barbecue at a friend's birthday last week, oh, a little over 10 days ago. And the about an hour before the barbecue, one rang up another and said, <gasps> mate, whatever you do, don't bring up the trip to Vegas in front of the wife. So he rings me and says, mate, there's something not right here. I think there's a bit of tension between husband and wife. Oh, no. Right? About that. Next thing you know, we get a phone call on the Monday and says, mate, how would it be (gasps) if my wife joined us when we got to Vegas? Like, she won't be there. She won't be there to start off with. But then, when we get to Vegas, she'll stay with me. No. So no. I just said flat out no. No, that's no. A I said I, I absolutely said no. no. I called him a doormat. <laughs> I called him a lot of things. How did then, that go down? Well, no. his wife rang my wife um, oh, and well, asked, no. and then, yeah, and then and Amity's so, the greatest. She's like, go, please. She, yeah. she said to me, "You're a lot. I need some time yes. away from you." <laughs> yeah. That's her exact word. So she's the polar opposite yeah, yeah, of this like, wife. She doesn't know how we're going to cope on holiday. She thinks when we're around each yeah. other that much. Like, she's concerned. So um, this is, the, I mean, that's the most optimistic phone call by your mate ever to say, do you mind if my wife takes along? I just along? said yes, flat no. Mind. I said she's not coming. And, Why and then would she want to go? told her. No. He told her her because he doesn't want her to come. But he was hoping. He told her then. Oh. No. Ben Dobbo said, I, I don't want he, you're not allowed to come. So, oh, automatically no. now that's caught me in you're the doghouse. What am I trying to hide on the trip? Like, that's the, that well, was the question. Dobbo, what am I trying to hide? What are you trying to hide? <laughs> Nothing. I just want to go with my mates. I just want to go. If it's a couple's I think that's trip, fair. if it's a couple's trip, let's do a couple's trip. You I'm don't happy to want do it. Hanger honorers, they're the worst. I mean, it would go from late nights at the blackjack table to shopping. And well, there'll be a bit of shopping. Spa retreats. Be a bit and <laughs> Have you met Dobby? He's a very good shopper. I was about to say. <laughs> there could be spas as and well. And he gets many pennies, <laughs> so does. we know he's into all this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, no. This might not be the worst thing. He'll no, be no, no. seeing Celine Dion and then he'll go to the <laughs> UFC afterwards. <laughs> he's conflicted like that. Either like an way, onion, he's got layers. <laughs> either yeah. way, this bloke's position on the trip is currently oh, on doubt. standby. Yeah, yeah, it's in doubt. I don't know. So we've had to go and recruit a plus one on standby. So I've got the bloke. Recently divorced, a guy in Brisbane. He didn't go to school with us, but he knows him. He's ready to jump You've in. You've got an understudy for your mate. If if uh, <laughs> if if old mate pulls out because I said, mate, it's not happening. Um, you don't do that. This, I mean, you don't do that. This, you don't even put me in that situation. No, that's rude. I don't think we've got time for it today. But later on this week, we should unpack the idea of. When have you landed? Like, when have you been the fish out of water on a trip? Like, have you ended up on a? I've as been a, a spare bridesmaid twice. What do you mean? Like a bridesmaid pulled out, so I got the call up to be. Oh, you've, <laughs> you've come in first yeah, reserve off yeah, the bench. Yeah, I've been oh, off the bench oh, twice. Oh, okay. We're gonna have to explore this later on. Dobbo, the the boys' trip, so it's still holding firm. Are you with me though that I said no? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, thank you. I would have found a nice way to do it though, instead of calling the bloke a doormat. I said you're a doormat. No. <laughs> well, no, you just stand up for yourself. Sure. All right. Sure. I'll say that. <laughs> Because my wife's supportive of it. <laughs> it's almost time for us to get out of here. Another chance on the show tomorrow to win your way to the Triple M Oztober Garage session. Can, Can I just give you a bit of kudos, Liam? What's that? Saying racing statistics. Such as? Very, very, very good, isn't it? <laughs> so hard. <laughs> racing statistics. Such as track. Uh, yeah, I think if you go back and listen to the first time I read that. Yeah, it wasn't great. Kind of, yeah, practice makes perfect. 
Tomorrow on the show. Chance yes. to win your way to the Princess Theatre again. Triple sure. M, Oztober Garage Session, Pete Murray, Diesel and the Living Anne. Liesl Jones, I think you and I are introducing Diesel on stage. Yes. I actually looked on bandmerch.com.au. I was looking for a Diesel shirt so I could wear that on the night, but I couldn't find one. I, I like lo- this. We've got, I like we this. have to unpack that you're like going to... Pete Murray has one, but Diesel doesn't. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm I want to be a dork and, and a shirt. I'm going to try and find... I've got a mate who has done exactly what you're doing. <gasps> oh. We're going to a rodeo, yeah. and he rang up Harriet and said, I need all the gear to be... And they're oh, like, top to toe. Well, yeah, top to toe. Like she needs to be yeah. a Maybe shit. could we get one of the... Could we get a really creepy Diesel yeah. T-shirt made yes. up? That's, yeah. You know the one of the T-shirts where it's got like different versions of the person's face? I know where to go. I know where to go. That won't freak him out at all. List of like all the tours he's done, you right. know, all the places he's played. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, really Stop freak him it. out, really freak him out, and get his home address written on a t-shirt <laughs> or his phone number. Let's put his mobile number on a shirt <laughs> and marry me, Diesel. Shut up. <laughs> you'll get you'll get rushed off the stage by security. She won't get on. She I will not get on the stage. I'm saying, eh, eh, we got a whack job. Becky, the door bitch, would kick me out oh. so fast. Uh, now, speaking of music, tomorrow on the show. Huge, huge, in the words of Donald Trump, huge news. Mm. We know that Blink is coming here next year, Blink 182. We know that Matchbox 20 are on their way before the end of the year. The Fooies are coming. Paul McCartney's here. Paul's already in town. There is another massive act, huge, Mm. as as big as all of them, that tomorrow – is announcing a tour down under. Very nice. Now, we've given you a little bit of a hint there that they are touring down under, meaning they're not from this country. Engelbert Humperdinck? No, it's not okay. Engelbert. Well, look, I don't want to give away too much. I'm not going to sit here and entertain guesses, but okay. it is not Engelbert Humperdinck. Do. Okay. Uh, but tomorrow on this show, not only will we be announcing that tour, we are speaking to the central Amazing. figure okay. of said band. I'm trying not to give it away. Great. Okay. So I try and let's go. Anyway, that is coming up on the show tomorrow. Uh, Lisa will have a t-shirt made up of them to weird them out when we <laughs> speak to them as well. Until then, Lisa Jones. Ciao for now. Don't wait. Farewell, my neighbours. See you tomorrow at 4pm. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Triple M's Rush Hour with Lisa Jones, Liam and Dobbo. Weekdays from four. Also on the Listener app.